Hello and welcome to Currently Reading. My name is Salima and I am your host. This is a Christian podcast where I will be discussing on a regular basis books that I am currently reading. (laughs) I am a wife to Omar. I'm a mother. I'm a soon-to-be former home educator. I'm a former student. I have a master's in theology and I love, and I mean I love to read Christian authors, Christian leadership books, anything that can just help uh, me grow closer to God. And I love to share that with others. So thank you for joining me on this journey. And I pray that the books that I share will be a blessing to you and will draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to Currently Reading. My name is Salima and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. We are continuing in this fabulous book called Uncommon Influence by Tony and Lauren Dungy. And we are in chapter six, where it is choose, um, I mean, it's we over I, and it's, um, and it teaches us, it's teaching us the importance of team, choose team. And we've been talking about what it means to be on a team and um, some ways we can perform at our best on a team, what it means to be selfless, uh, not selfish, which most of us are, but selfless. And, um, so, um, and we talked about what it means to just kind of take one for the team. Um, you know, cause I think in our, the, the culture we live in, it's hard. It is so hard not to think of ourselves and not to think of how something will make us look and, and make us, um, uh, become better at something. And so, um, this is a great chapter for me to continue to open up my eyes, to make sure that, um, even, even though I might in my mind think I'm in, I'm in, I'm in something for a team. Also to be cognizant of the words that I say and speak to make sure that what I am conveying really is to show uh, I really do care about a team. And so um, that's what this chapter is talking about. And I'm really enjoying it. And we're on the part of this chapter where it says the owner's uh, mentality and how to be in the team. Because we're showing us that a team is soul, S-O-U-L, and O is ownership. And, um, ownership is taking ownership in the, in the, on the, on the part on, um, in the team, in the role you have on the team, whether you like that role or not, but taking ownership of it and doing it well. Um, he, they, Tony gives us a very interesting example, uh, on page 122 of how in their home, because they have a lot of children, because they foster children, they have a lot of people in their house. So, um, eating is a big ordeal and cleaning up is a big ordeal. And so he kind of gives this example, how they, um, can't come up with this strategy for cleaning, um, where everybody has a part they're supposed to do once the food is, once they've eaten, basically. Um, one of the children is assigned cleaning the utensils. One of the children is assigned putting the dishes or wiping the dishes down and then putting in another child assigned to putting them, putting them away. So, all these, um, or, or no, I'm not, I'm saying putting basically rinsing off the dishes and then like putting them in the dishwasher. And then from that point, you know, then it goes on when the dishes are done, everyone is assigned putting them up. And so that's how their house looks. They have this very unique organized system of the, the, the dishes getting in a kitchen being cleaned after, after they eat. And so he says it works out well. They all take ownership of the role they have, whether they like that role or not. Um, when they're working together, it gets done. 
And, and so this was a good visual for me because I'm sitting there thinking, wow, I bet it just looks beautiful and just so, uh, feels so great when the kitchen is clean, you know, but everybody did their part. Everybody did what they were supposed to do and they took ownership and it worked out great. Now imagine if, you know, if you have a job or what, whatever you do, imagine everybody just taking ownership like that, of their sign, this, their sign, that their sign, this, and every day. It kind of just works out like that. Like everybody is really taking ownership of their assigned duty and working together systematically and it's getting done and it's done. And you look at it and you think, wow, this is so great. You know, I just imagine um, how teams can really thrive if we had a system like that, just putting dishes away um, after after eating. Um, and, but teams can work that way. But a lot of teams don't work that way because um, we don't uh, all understand our role and then, and we don't all take ownership of our role. A lot of times we don't like our role and so we begrudgingly, you know, do what we're doing, but, but we're not really understanding that when we're on a team, we're working on a mission for a common purpose. And when we work together, something great can, can happen. And so I really enjoy that example he gives on page 123 of how they work together as a team and how we can do that um, uh, in our own team, whatever team it is, if it's your family team, your work team, vo- excuse me, <clears throat> volunteer team you have, whatever team it is, I mean, it, it's amazing to think that it can really work out if we all take ownership of whatever team we're on. Another part about uh, teamwork that I enjoy what he talks about on page 124 is how um, in, in, in relation to ownership, um, when you have a role, you you own the development of, of your role. So in other words, he says, the best teammates are ravenous learners. They're constantly learning. They're constantly trying to get better. Um, there's never a downtime. There's always something that they can learn to get better. And I really enjoy that because I really enjoy um, reading. I enjoy um, understanding God's word. I, I enjoy just trying really hard to become better, a better person um, every day. And so I enjoy under, learning that part, learning what, I mean, I understand, I, under, I love him saying that um, to be on a team, you are a um, ravenous learner. And he kind of shared that um, another, in another ep, uh, um, part of the book, on uh, another episode, we talked about um, leaders are readers, and that's because you're constantly learning. You're constantly trying to become better. Um, and so... Um, I also like where he says right on page 124 at the very bottom, another part of being on a team is um, for the old related to ownership is you own your drawbacks because there are going to be times when we do have drawbacks. He says, nobody is good at everything. Good teammates are honest with their team about what they can't do well. And, and so others jump in and help pick up the slack. Isn't that great? I mean, I think sometimes we're not honest. In what we can't do well, we want to pretend like we can do it all. Um, but a good teammate, honestly, and not you know, sometimes we joke and go, "Oh my goodness, I would be horrible at this." But I think a good teammate honestly says, um, "You know, this is an area I am going to struggle in. This is an area I'm going to struggle in, and I kind of, I kind of need some de- more development in that. So it would be great if I can get some more development in that." Um, and so I, I think that'd be great when you're on a team, whatever team it it is, you know, um, being aware that you don't have it all together. 
your team doesn't have it all together. But isn't it amazing to think that you can come together and work together um, to bring out the best in each other? I mean, it's to me, I think we don't really understand how great that is to work together. When I was reading this part of the chapter, when I was thinking about ownership and you have your role and I have my role and we do it together for a great purpose, I, I thought about sometimes why we um, teams don't thrive and it's because we're all threatened by each other. I mean, I guess I'm mostly speaking in a working environment um, or any type of environment where you're working together, we become threatened. You know, we can't just be happy that somebody is in one role and doing great in that role and we're in one role and proud of ourselves for the role we're in. No, we are threatened by each other. And so we kind of pretend like we have it all together when we really don't um, because we're threatened that if we don't look like we have it all together, someone can easily come in here and take our roles. But, you know, I learned this in Bible college, like my very first year of Bible college in one of the leadership books I had to read is <clears throat> if you truly understand who God created you to be and the purpose he has for you, you wouldn't be threatened um, in a team's team environment or a team setting because you would understand that I can, I can say I have some drawbacks and I can do really well. I can thrive and I can do my best for God and not be afraid to do my best for God. Because ultimately, you know, if I'm living and being and honoring God, he's going to move me into different positions, not necessarily positions, but in a different place and for his kingdom work. And that means somebody else is going to come up right behind me. I'm going to continue to move where God wants me to go. And people are going to come behind me. You're, we, if we just lived in this positive state of understanding that we can be on a team and thrive in this team and say, hey, I don't have this all together. I really would like some help in this. You know, I just can't imagine how great a team setting, a team environment could be if we truly valued each other like he talked about and wanted the best for each other. And we took ownership of learning. We took ownership of our drawbacks and we just took ownership of the fact that we're on this team for one mission, the team for a bigger purpose, larger than ourselves. But um, unfortunately we don't all operate in teams like that. We just, we, um, we don't. And it's unfortunate um, when we, if you see teams that are thriving, it's, it's, it's rare. <laughs> That's what I'll say. It is rare. But I think it's possible when we truly understand who we are and who we are in Christ. And then the, um, the, the last part he talks about of ownership is when you own your mistakes. And I think that's huge because I think it's hard for us to admit that we made a mistake. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, my daughter, my daughter plays on a basketball team right now. And there is a, a player on that team. And it, it, it is so obvious to our family. I don't know if it's obvious to everyone else watching, but this person, whenever this person makes a mistake and it's um, in regard to the older players on the team, that person is quick to say, oh, my bad, my bad. Okay, well, that's fine. But if that same person makes a mistake and it is toward a players whom, whom this player feels inferior, inferior, um, that player is quick to roll their eyes, um, get upset, you know, complain to the coach about how it's their fault. It happens all the time and it's so obvious. And the sad part about it is, um, leaders, true leaders do not do that. True leaders, um, 
own up to their mistakes and they say, you know what, I'm sorry. Um, that was my mistake, you know, and then, and then you kind of talk about it and kind of figure out, you know, what went wrong and to try to make it better. But a true leader, um, a humble leader will first and foremost, um, look to themselves and say, okay, um, what could I have done better in this situation? You know, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that I, um, wasn't, didn't, didn't do, didn't do this or do that. And, you know, I'm sorry, let's, let's, let's figure out how to make this right or make this work. Um, or, you know, you're thinking of our scenario with, uh, with the basketball players. I mean, you know, it could, could, who knows what's happening. You're in the middle of a game. Everybody's thinking, somebody could be thinking one thing, you're thinking another thing. You just come together and say, okay, this is what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I get why you, why you probably went in that position. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is the reason I was going over here. It's okay. So blah, 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 blah. I mean, you just kind of work together so it can, you can, you can make it work. I can assure you rolling your eyes, um, upset. Um, yeah. Throwing your hands in the air. It does nothing for the team. It does not bring unity and a good leader will own their mistakes. And so, um, that's something that for me, I really hope I'm doing much better at. I can assure you, um, years ago, even as early believer, that was not something I was good at. I was quick to kind of fit, try to figure out how something that went wrong was somebody else's fault. I was usually never quick to say, you know what? I am sorry. Um, I apologize. No. And so I want to be a leader who has uncommon influence. And so this book is helping me understand that, you know, Jesus, I want to be the type of humble leader that, I, that makes you proud. And so um, the very first thing I would do if something happens is, own up if to the mistake. Don't make other people feel bad and own up to the mistake so that I can, uh, we can do our best to bring honor and glory to you because that's ultimately what it's about. Um, okay. So I'm gonna leave us there. <clears throat> and so we're going to continue to talk about what it means to be on a thriving, <clears throat> excuse me, team. Um, I'm really enjoying this chapter chapter. I have so many notes. I'm just kind of looking through it right now. I have so many notes in this chapter. It's so awesome. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I hope it's been a blessing to you and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Currently Reading. I pray it has been a blessing to you and I hope it has drawn you closer to Jesus Christ. The way you can support Currently Reading is by following and sharing it with your friends and family. See you on the next episode.